Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thank you. Next. <laughs> okay. First things first, your exes should be blocked. You know, acknowledging the good things and moving on. We're not about bad vibes here. Are you relationship experts? No. no. <laughs> My pants were wet. <laughs> It ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you, next energy, yeah? Hello, and welcome to another episode of Thank You Next. The podcast about the L's that we all take in life and our relationships, how we get burned by them, and what we learn from them. That was deep. That sounds really, really deep, yeah. And what we like to say on this podcast is kind of like our slogan, is that we turn our L's into wins. If you didn't know, I'm Raj. And I am Hardeep. And when we're talking about our L's that we take in relationships, we're talking about all the relationships in your life, your lockdown boo, your post-lockdown boo. I swear if I don't get one, I'm going to be pissed. Your best friends, your new friends, your cousin... And the people you keep walking past on your daily lockdown walks. So basically every person and relationship in your life. So you know the person that you walk past like every day? There's one guy in the park, yeah. He's old before you ask me if I've tried it on with him. What do you mean? So like, is that not your thing? No. Okay. Is he just a mate? Is he a friend? He's not a friend, but like it's got to a point where you know who the locals are. We live in London and I never knew who the locals were before. And now I do know. when you mentioned that you see that like a person on your daily walks that it's like someone that you got you got um you know you got your eyes on them a little thing no there's not been one hottie i live in like an area which is uh they all look like they do social media or like graphic design so it's all kind of okay looking people there's a few cuties you know none of them are looking this way i'm like you blind me hello Hmm. right now me and raj are filming and like I look a little bit feminine. Yeah, normally I just look like a dude. You always look feminine. Shut up. Ugh. No, 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 no. You know how when you go to... Ugh. Hardy, don't be one of those annoying girls. No, but you know when you go to India or whatever, you go to a different country. Yeah. You don't wear clothes that match and things like that. What are you talking about? I wear all my outfits. Like, what? Nah. Like, here, I put more effort into, like, not matching, but, like, making it look make sense. When I go on, like, holiday... Or if I go to a spa... Or if I'm going home for the weekend, I put zero effort, like z- minus three effort into what I'm doing. And my friend calls me Steve because that's why I dress like, like my name's Steve. I went to uni with a guy called Steve and he looked like Jesus. Exactly. That's the look I'm going for. Like, yeah, totally and utterly. So today we've got presenter and I bet you're all disappointed that we don't have Jesus on. But anyway. <laughs> today we've today- got Jesus. <laughs> Today we've got a uh, presenter and DJ Kaylee Golding, aka your favorite girl from Brum, sharing her relationship lessons and she's letting us know what she's saying thank you next to. If you don't know who she is, Kaylee is one to watch, baby. She's part of E4's Academy, which seems like a very prestigious honor, doesn't it? It does. Everyone on there looks very talented and it looks like they're having a lot of fun. I think it's like a talent it's like a talent search kind of vibe. It's like the equivalent of X Factor, I guess. She's also on BBC WM, WM, which I didn't know what it was. Hardy had to explain to me today that it stands for West Midlands and I thought it stood for women. You thought it was some sort of cult or something, didn't you? Like, I don't know. I thought it was like this underground, trendy BBC women's station. I was like, why have we not got a slot on this? That's actually but... really funny that that's what you thought it was. When I asked you, like, what does WM say? You literally looked at me like I was an idiot. I think it's because you're not from the Midlands, you know? Kaylee is also on Represent Radio. Represent! Oh, yeah. And she produces on one of my favourite stations to listen to. You know, like, when you've had a night out and you get the Uber home and you're in the Uber and you're like, Sir, can you put on magic or heart? And they put on magic. Kaylee works at magic. I love that. I love listening to Dido on the way home and staring at London through the window. It's just like scenic and just your mind just goes to a special place. 
It's beautiful. Hardeep hates this, by the way. She hates this. She's staring at me. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and Kaylee is also a fellow podcaster on On Your Gaydar and also Radio Silence. Kaylee is basically very, very funny. She's always put in controversial relationship polls on her story. Like, how long to wait till you move on? By the way, episode one, if you want to know what our take on that is. And um, recently, she put on um, whether you should get involved in your partner's arguments. Basically, off the back of Married at First Sight, where everyone keeps arguing at the dinner parties. You know, she is passionate about these big relationship questions. And she's a bit of a don, so I thought we should get her on. And... As always, we want to know what you want to say thank you next to. Email us at highthankyounextpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us about all the relationship L's you've taken, just like Erica did. And she was on our episode last week. So yeah, if you send us your relationship L's, send us a little DM, send us a little voice note, let us know what's going on. You might well, we could read it out. We could share it on the podcast or we could get you on. Yeah, this week we actually have a relationship dilemma that someone sent us and I had to be like, um, so we're not like fully qualified to answer this, but we'll try our best. We're the opposite of qualified. I did just say we'll try our best. So I'm like covering our backs there a little bit hard deep, like, because I was just like, mm, okay, we'll try. We'll try. But yeah, we're at Thank You Next Pod on socials, guys. So hit us up on there as well. Thank you. Right, so before we get into our relationship hours, we're going to talk about shit that went down this week. Raj, you have been watching some TV. What a surprise. As usual, you know, I like to watch my TV, but I've been watching two shows. I've been watching Soulmates on Prime and I've been watching The One on Netflix, whoa, whoa. which is in the top 10. Which features a little hottie that I work with. I mean, I can say it's a hottie because I tell him to his face, so I don't care. All right, Hardeep's really excited because he was in it. But, um, <laughs> but the main thing is, is that both of these shows are based on very, very similar concepts. So Soulmates is about um, a technology. I don't know how they actually figure it out because it's been a while since I watched like the episodes, but you go into this clinic and they scan your retina or they scan your eyes or something. They do something. And from that data, they'll figure out who your soulmate is. So you find out who your soulmate is by that. And obviously it's referred to as, have you taken the test? And then the one... Again, very, very similar. There's an app that's been created for you to find the perfect match. They don't ever refer to it as a soulmate, which is interesting. But they always say like, yeah, it's your, it's your match. It's that perfect person for you, blah, 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 blah. With that, you have to send your DNA. You have to send a strand of your hair and then you get notified on who your match is. Those are two shows that have very, very, very similar things. But obviously I was just going to say to you, if there was an app out there that was created where you could find your soulmate, would you take it? I think I would do it for Banner, like take part in it and find out. At the minute, you never know when you're going to meet someone. Are you going to meet someone? There's like a bit of mystery. Is it going to happen? Is it not? Am I going to die alone? You know, that cool fun that you get to wait and look forward to. I guess that would remove that. It's kind of like, you know, if you got to find out how and when you die. Yeah. It's like that episode of Black Mirror, which is also very much like these two shows, the dating one where they go live in the little pods together. In both of these shows, they explore it from different angles, such as what if you're married and you take the test? Do you take the test or... Um, what if you take the test and the person who is your match is married with kids or what if they're about to die what if they're in a coma say you're really in love and you're like lying next to your partner every day whatever yeah and you know there's an app out there which if they chose to go on it they could find this match person and even though he's saying he's not going to do it whatever i would still want to know who his match is oh my god would you i wouldn't uh, no it's like you don't want to know obviously but you do want to know at the same time i'm so arrogant in a relationship that when i'm in that relationship like i fully know that this sounds really terrible. Anyway, I'm going to say it. I just think that that person will never do better than me. And if they can't see that, then that's on their minute. And if they want to go and... S do you think that in every situation? Yeah, I swear to God, Hardeep, I do. And I know you've said that that's you don't think like that, but like... Wait, wait, I thought that about few, some, pe some people, I'm like, you're never going to find better than me. But then other people, I'm like, you are. Because I was also problematic. No, and then I never feel like that. They can have better. They could probably have better sex with someone else. I mean, no, no. I don't. I don't know what I'm doing. Definitely time, but, not. Well, no. you okay? Well, that's your area expertise, as we know. <laughs> Is there one thing where you're like, oh, I could be better at that in a relationship? No, I think I'm perfect in a relationship. <laughs> no, you don't. I do. I think I'm great. Let me say why I asked you that. Because when we and somebody broke up, I said to them that I knew they would have a better time with somebody else. If I ever say that to anyone, yeah, how I mean that is, 
yeah, you need someone who's not as good as me. <laughs> no, I meant they need someone more competent than me. If I ever say that to anybody, and if I have ever said this to any of my exes, it's always been like, you deserve someone who ain't all that, <laughs> and it ain't me. Interesting. Inter- I like how we're coming from two different angles. And my attitude in any of my relationships has always been, if you want to get with someone else, just let me know so I can remove myself from the situation. Because if you're not happy with me and I'm all of this, yeah, and I genuinely feel that I am in, in a relationship. So you're lying next to your partner. This app exists where you can check who the one is, their soulmate, whatever. You ain't going to look. Nah. And if they want to look genuinely, that's fine. I would support them. And I'd be like, that's fine, but I'm out. You know what I mean? See you later. There's an app that exists. That lets me find out who my podcast co-host soulmate is. And I want to look. So there's an app called The Pattern that's out. And I was going to say that there's actually a waiting list for their dating app version of The Pattern. So The Pattern is a astrology app. You put in your date of birth, the time of birth, etc. Tells you your 12 houses and all of that. Mate, this is fascinating because it stops you having to ask Bumble or Tinder does have it, doesn't it? They have star signs, but they won't have your 12 houses and you can do compatibility charts of you two. This is excellent. Traditionally, a lot of Indians do this before they get married. Like they'll ask for astrology details and then they'll see how compatible they are. I'm going to sign up to this. There's a waiting list. I'm not really sure how it's going to work because they haven't made it explicit about how it's going to work, but it's going to be a dating app where you can see each other's astrological profiles and see how compatible you are via astrology. Let's do a thing now. So there's this thing on the pattern where you can input someone's details and their time of birth and all of that stuff and their date of birth. And you can run a friendship bond or a romantic bond. So we're going to run mine and yours friendship bond. Yeah, I'm scared. I'm hitting run the bond right now. And wait, how many people have you done this with already? I haven't done it with any friends. So on the pattern, there's this thing where you can do it with like, they have celebrities data in it. So I did it with Rihanna. and I, So you haven't done it with any of your mates? I did it with Rihanna and Ariana Grande. And I did it with Mindy Calling and I did it with Issa Rae. Why haven't you done it with any of your friends? Because I didn't get their data. I got your data, so I've done it with you. I mean, I... Okay, yeah, okay here we cool. go. Are you ready? I don't think I am. So it says unique and it says it's a very powerful alignment. So it says it's a life-changing relationship. I think that's facts, isn't it, really? Let's be real. Our strongest connection is that your souls are moving in the same direction. Your life is aligned with Hardeep's and this connection is incredibly powerful in terms of future possibility and growth. Our paths are going in the same direction, have and are going in the same direction really, aren't they though? Yeah, and then it says, it's as if you two share a similar path and were meant to know each other. Do you feel that way? I think so. I mean, you you know, you did troll me when I was doing ITV2 and I was like very, I had very strong feelings about you then. And uh... (laughs) I'm sorry if I added, no, I'm sorry. No, not sorry if. I'm sorry that. (laughs) Why are you sorry? Shut up. I'm sorry that I added to your trolling because that must have been very horrible. Oh my God. What was the most upsetting thing about that was like everyone else was just, you know, whatever. And I was like, I'm brown. I was like, this brown girl is saying I'm racist. Yeah, but also you got to know that I didn't know it was you though, innit? You didn't even know me. It's fine. It's fine. So then it says um, frustration. Hardeeps wants her friends to be independent and unconventional. While you may have some of these qualities. Are you unconventional? Yeah, I think so. I think you're unconventional in many ways. In the same way as I'm unconventional, I think, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I said this, innit? We're both weird in different ways. Mm. How are you weird? I don't know, but I need to I need to tell you the rest of this. While you may have some of these qualities, there's a part of you that's much different from what she expects. Right. You likely require a certain amount of attention from your friends. You may even expect Hardip to be present with you and prioritise your comfort. I think I am present with you when I'm here. You might seem like too much work for her. While you could feel that she's not as available as you would like or that she just doesn't get you. Do you think I don't get you? No, I think you get me. I don't really think it's a... Do you think I do get you? Yeah. I think you get me. I think so. I think we get each other. I I think I have a massive lack of boundaries in my life and you have a lot of boundaries. Only now, only now because I've gone to the depths of not having any. Yeah, but I think that um, I've managed to understand your boundaries quite quickly and and respect them and not try to take it my way and blur them all because that is what I do. That's my natural state. Like, let me blur these boundaries and 
But I think that that's probably something part of my soul awakening of like actually understanding other people's boundaries and why they're important. Me too. It's been good, girl. It's been good. I think, like I said, it's a yin yang situation. This is a very good one as well. So this says, you bring abundance and positivity into Hardeep's life. You give her the confidence to be herself. I mean, episode one to episode 13. Let's see. I think so. Hardeep doesn't need to hide her ambition around a friend like you. With the field that we work in, and it's now the time that we work in, where you can like be zero to hero in a year. Ambition, anyone's ambitions or goals or whatever, anything can happen. Do you know what I mean? And I do believe that. I've seen my friends go from like zero to hero. I've seen it the other way around, whatever. That's so uh, That's so funny that you said that. Why? Because it says that you encourage the side of her that wants to have a purpose and achieve measurable results. It just feels good when you're together. You support each other. Around you, Hardy feels appreciated for being practical. She should just be sure she doesn't overdo it and need to be in charge all the time. That's not me. You know that's not me. I don't think so. No, I think that's me. <laughs> What about what I'm doing for you? Am I doing anything or just am I just here? This is funny, Hardy. Uh, it says we have similar, similar relationship frustrations. You and Hardy probably share similar relationship experiences and may have struggled finding satisfaction with a romantic partner. Because of this, the two of you can relate to each other about your relationship frustrations. I agree. At times, one or both of you have felt blocked or trapped with a romantic partner or stayed in a situation despite it not feeling right or healthy for you. That is a very interesting one because our whole podcast is based on relationships and that's why we're here. And that's what we're talking about. A hundred percent. And then it says attraction, expansive growth. You and Hardeep have one of the most positive and progressive connections that two friends can have. She likely feels uplifted around you. It's like you brighten each other's day and boost each other's confidence. Do I brighten your day or boost your... I don't know if I do those things for you, but I hope I do. Yeah, you always boost my confidence. And then it says, you're expanding Hardeep's life purpose and helping her reach her destiny. There's a warm, feel-good connection when you're together. I do feel that. I do feel that. So uh, there's a lot going on here, babes. What am I doing for you, though? I don't think it talks about <laughs> you. I think it talks about me. Damn. I want to know that I'm bringing something to the table in this. It's just saying what I do, I'm increasing your desire to achieve, I'll magnify things for you. Now it looks like a one-sided relationship, like I'm just a dirtbag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a dirtbag. All right, let me look at this life-changing thing. It says, um, your pattern with Hardip is very progressive. Something about knowing, oh, here it is. Here, it, this is something that you're doing. Something about knowing Hardeep is helping you embody the person you're intended to be in the world and at your core. And this energy is doing the exact same thing for Hardeep. Interesting. Hardeep's presence can inspire you and vice versa. It's as if you two share an alignment of purpose. I think we do share an alignment of purpose. I mean, we didn't come together for this podcast for nothing, mate. I'm not reading anymore now. That's enough. That's fucking enough. But that was good. I think it's quite positive overall. I just think you're very fucking brave. Yeah, getting on the app and uh, putting me in there and reading it out right here could have been fucking terrible. Yeah, but it would have been funny if it was terrible because it's like we would do this every week. So it would have been, and we talk every day. So if it was terrible, we would have been like, ah, oh, this app is a lie. But it's, I don't think it is. Yeah, that's true. Looking at it now, I'm kind of like, actually, yeah, it's kind of, I guess that is true. I disagree with bits, but I don't disagree with a lot of it. I feel like I do always be like, no, share your voice, share your story and do all of that. So I think that's what that was about, Those some of those bits. Yeah, no, I agree. And we have had really similar work experiences. We have had similar relationship experiences. We have had frustrating love lives to a certain extent. No, we have. Yours is more fresh and mine is a while ago. So it's hard for me to remember. Sometimes, it's not hard. I can sit there and remember if I really want to, like the stages of frustration and things. I've not had one which, which hasn't been frustrating. But then I think that's a reflection on me as well. Eventually, you just got to brush that dirt off your shoulder. You know what I mean? Are you going to do this app with everyone in your life? I don't know. I need to. It's really awkward because you have to ask people for their time of birth. So they know that you're going to do something with that information. So hmm. I don't know who. I'll do it with my mate Pav because she'll get her time of birth for me. Hmm. I don't know who else I'll do it with because I need to get their time of birth. So if anyone's listening to this podcast that knows me, if you want to do this with me, tell me, man. <laughs> Give me your time of birth and I'll do it. Next. 
We had a listener send in a dating dilemma and I did give her a warning saying that I don't know, you know, how good our dating advice is. And I did say we're both single, like just, you know. <laughs> that says it all, doesn't it? We're both single. She was like, it's cool, it's cool. And I just don't know if she wanted to remain anonymous. And just in case she does, I've decided that we're going to call her Teresa Mendoza. Is that the person from Black? Uh, no, Orange is the New Black. It's the person from Queen of the South and the last season has been announced so in memory of Teresa she's a G Teresa Mendoza is a G anyway so this is the dating dilemma are you ready go on hi guys this is a little weird so I'm dating a guy and things are going well smiley face are they if they're going so well why are you messaging us oh my god how deep so she says I like him (laughs) smiley face and then she says but he has a belly button fetish same (laughs) have you no okay and then she says i wouldn't mind this but i have a weird phobia with people touching my belly button then she says he obviously wants to touch and play with my belly button but i don't know if i can take it and then she's done laughing crying emoji when i come across my belly button in the shower oh my god what i do not like the feeling of it being touched you don't like touching your own belly button. It's not. It doesn't feel great. It, feel, it feels a bit weird. Have you like, noticed the sensation? Like, put your finger in this. Should I do it now? It's got a different feeling. It's just... I'm get, Is it because it's like... It's just there. I don't really feel anything, to be honest. No, but it feels different. Like, touch your stomach and then touch your belly button. Or touch anywhere in your body and then touch your belly button. It's got a different feeling. Yeah, because it's a little well. It's a little well that you've got to get that water out of. Uh, Everyone has fetishes and everyone has little things. So I think in a relationship, it's really important to understand the other person's fetish. Do people understand your fetishes, Raj? I don't know if I have fetishes. I just like to be really adventurous and have fun. And if someone's not doing that, I will feel a bit held back, I guess. Thank you for being honest. But it's just as long as the fetish isn't like making you feel uncomfortable. So I think what she's sort of hinting at here is that it does make her feel uncomfortable. She's saying she don't know if she can take it because she has a weird phobia with people touching your belly button. Mm. Imagine your phobia is someone else's fetish. I have a phobia of, well, I don't have a phobia, but I don't like spiders. Imagine if you had a fetish that. Yeah, that's actually mad. But I think if you feel... Like he wants to touch and play with your belly button, but you don't know if you can take it. Maybe you guys can do something where you're giving each other a massage with oil and like just giving a massage and maybe he can give you a massage around your belly button and you can see if you can take it. And maybe you just start with him doing it. A little test. Maybe you say to him, don't put your finger in my belly button, but just do it around my belly button. I feel like we're doing some like ass training here or something. This is what it sounds like. Oh my God. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. All right. He wants to touch and play with your belly button. I was just going to say maybe put some whipped cream in it and let him lick it out. But yeah. Hard it Sorry. <laughs> Stay away. Yeah. You know what, Raj? That advice, those suggestions from Raj are fucking excellent. And you need a column at Cosmopolitan is all I'm saying. And you know that you could do something to make it better for you. So maybe listen to music that you like. Like, no, you know what I'm saying though? Like create an environment that is really nice and soothing for you. So if you want to like candles, whatever, whatever soothes you. If you like have a fragrance you like, spray it. Listen to good music. Yeah, be com. Try and be com. I don't know. Try your best to make you feel like comfortable, but also let him know some rules and some boundaries. So maybe I would say you can't stick your finger in it. What else, Hardy? Touch and play with my belly button. Like, does he want to lick it? Just, you know what? Just... Listen, no one's ever done anything with my belly button, so I can't really speak from experience. Like, I don't. No one's gone for my belly button. Someone's gone for my toe. I didn't like it. That's always made me laugh whenever anyone's done that. You know what? What I like about this is this guy has been upfront about his belly button fetish. And you have been seeking some advice and come to us. Oh my God. I've had another really good idea. Go on Cosmo UK. Because he has a belly button fetish and you're not completely comfortable with him touching. You do it to him. No, 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 no. Oh, nay, 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 nay. Yeah, see how he likes it. Like, Why anal, don't you, know, you guys, do have, have a lot of fun, get dressed up and just take pictures of your belly button. Maybe you put glitter on it. Maybe you put, draw some little stuff around it. I don't know. But just... What if he's not even into that? Send him pictures instead if you don't want him to touch it and let him have whatever fun he wants with your pictures. Or just go and Google images and get belly button. Send him any belly button. He ain't gonna know. No, but he wants her belly button. Maybe you can send him belly button videos. 
you know, maybe you could use it as foreplay. Like if he's coming home from somewhere and be like, mm. here's my belly button saying hi to you, winking at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what about when he walks through the door and he wants a belly button and you're like, oh. you got to warm up to that. And if you're not comfortable with that, then I think pictures and videos are a nice way to stop make sure your face is not in it though yeah yeah yeah. don't put your face in it but i mean if it's just your belly button i don't mean get your tits out i mean like show your belly button no no i know i was just saying i was being i was being an obed you can wear a crop top and just like be safe obviously we're not telling you to send uh nudes raj you have exceeded yourself here with this advice if i'm honest (laughs) you've really thought about this and you have exceeded yourself exceeded my expectations of the advice you give Teresa mendoza tell us if this advice has been helpful to you and what you're going to do and let us know what happens with your belly button thank you next now it's on to our guest let's find out what kaylee is saying thank you next to kaylee welcome to thank you next Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. We're so excited. Listen, so like we were looking at everything that you do and I was looking at your bio and stuff and I was like, this girl does so much. Like the amount of acts you have in your bios on multiple platforms are all different. So I was just like, is she Beyonce? Is it, are you? (laughs) (laughs) Tell us the secret. What is going on here? Uh, Just love your job and stay busy. Like have a good to-do list and just stay busy and if you love what you do it's so much easier to just crack on and get it done because I see like radio and DJing as presenting as a hobby so even though it's my job it's what pays the bills like realistically if you had a full-time job and you had a hobby as well we're probably doing the same amount of hours it's just that mine are both. (laughs) So we did do a bit of a like an intro before of all the things that you do but how would you describe yourself? So I am a radio presenter a DJ and a radio producer and to be honest over the past few months I've become like this little radio activist as well like accidentally well I say accidentally it's all things me just talking about things that I care about and everyone's like oh my god you're such a radio activist I'm like yeah girl I am <laughs> but, that's so, so funny <laughs> I know that's another thing that like I really enjoy doing lately as well we're assuming you're talking about radio silence yes yes so it means putting together research projects to look after and look into diversity and inclusion in the radio industry. So we've spoke about ethnic diversity. We're currently doing a project called Women in Radio, which is about women's experiences in radio. We do a podcast as well where we hear people's stories so people can open up. So we can really just invite change for the industry. Um, and I'm absolutely loving it. The feedback's been so good and so much change has already happened. So within the next five years, we're going to be killing this scene. Like the radio industry is going to look completely different to how it is now and I can't wait. That is amazing. Why was it important for you to get involved? Do you know what? All throughout university, so it's me and my friend Palama and Sarah and we all went to university together. Um, Sarah's in the year below, but Palama's in my year. And she'd always push me to do things that I just thought, oh, no one wants to hear this. So I'd be sitting there, they'll be talking about like important radio factual documentaries and all this kind of thing. And I'd be like, to be honest, I just want to make a documentary about being black and gay in music. Like that's what I want to do, but I'd be too scared to do it. because I thought, oh, no one cares about that. Like no one wants to talk about that apart from me. And Paloma would always push me like, no girl, do what you want. Like if you want to do music radio, you want to do it about black music, do it. Cause that's what you want to do. So all throughout university, she would push me, push me through anyway and be like, yeah, put yourself forward for an SRA, like do this. And I'd be so scared. But then now I know a lot of them insecurities come from the lack of diversity in radio and me thinking that the radio that I care and love about that no one actually does care about and they really do. But it's just we need to have these conversations and push it forward. So, yeah, when they come to me and in the whole wake of Black Lives Matter and everything was happening and my friend Sarah, she come to me, she's just like, to be honest, I've had enough. Like all these stations are putting Blackout Tuesday, but where are the black people in their station? Like where's the black people on their presenter lineup? Like, is that all they're going to? do is post a black square like don't do it you're really doing it just to do it then we just started this whole research project in this podcast and it's become such an amazing thing that we're just going to carry on doing and I've just learned so much about myself along the way and I've learned so much about why I was unconfident why I didn't want to be a presenter to begin with and where those insecurities come from and now I'm just so secure in myself and who I am and what I want to be solely from doing radio silence yeah you said that the other day um you posted uh, like you're really happy with who you are everything that makes you you what made you say that it's just because I feel like finally 
I am there. Like, so it started to begin with, with my accent and my lisp. I was just like, meh, like no one wants to hear a Brummie accent. No one wants a lisp. And it started with that. And that's how I built the brand Girl From Brum. Cause I was like, no, I'm going to celebrate being from Birmingham. I'm going to celebrate what's different. Like I love it. So it started with that. And then that as a presenter really started to pick up like a lot. And then me within myself, I wear what I want anyway. And so many people was coming to me like, oh my gosh, I love how confident you are within yourself and your body. And I'm like, God, I'm just wearing a crop top because I want to wear a crop top. Like I didn't think of myself as, oh yeah, I'm confident this isn't that. I was just doing me. But then I thought, oh, actually, that is quite a big thing to be happy to wear whatever you want and wear a bikini and do whatever the hell you want as a plus size woman. And there's so many elements that I'm learning that I've come such a far way. And now I'm like, I look back and I'm like, whoa I really wasn't happy then with who I was I really wasn't confident with who I was and it's even before like I'd put myself down as a presenter and be like no one wants me no one wants me as a presenter I'm just gonna be a producer like forget this and now I'm like presenting for MTV E4 and they're happy to take me in everything I do now I'm just completely me like I'm never gonna try to be this perfect presenter like I'll mess up my words if I want to it will happen let's just enjoy the ride and I just feel so secure in who I am in every single aspect, my sexuality, my ethnicity, my skill set, all of that. And I think sometimes it's important to share that with the world, to share that everyone does get to that point where like, do you know what? I am actually happy with who I am. Do you know what I mean? Me and Hardeep obviously work in radio and have worked in radio, still working. I'm more in podcasts now. Hardeep's still very much in radio. But Hardeep actually did your survey. Oh, I love that. Did you see what I wrote? No, I haven't seen what anyone wrote. Oh, I wouldn't know what you said that. I was working on a show and the person I was working with, it was like a male dominated obviously area. And um I actually had a couple, I actually had a couple incidents. I had one where um a guy I said to him, I said to another guy, Oh my god, you just got married. Like, what was that like? And then someone else turned around and said to me, You wouldn't remember your marriage because you got married when you were three in arranged marriage in India which was fucking insane. And then another time I was working and it was so new, so, so new. A person said to me, why work in radio when you could earn so much more money stripping? And I was just like, what? And at the time, obviously I was offended and it got it got escalated a little bit, but it was like it was my fault for existing, not, not the person or having any authority or being there longer than me I was honestly so new and yeah it was fucking horrible but yeah I think I sent that to you guys I'm so sorry to hear that like that is so hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh my gosh. Do you know what? So like I've read through some of the responses, but we've had so many and I read like we all had a selected question that we would go through and select our quotes and do that kind of thing. But as you hear these stories, it's just so upsetting. But you're it's like I'm never shocked though, like because these are all things that people say in passing jokes and passing comments and even obviously how did you even goes, Oh, am I allowed to speak about this? Am I allowed to do this? And we have this mindset, and that's what's scary, is that before any of us even speak out, we just have so much fear that we shouldn't. Yeah, the theory is that my work in this place will dry up because I'll get in trouble for talking about it. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what the theory is. Like you don't want to seem loud or challenge anyone or do this and that, but all you're really challenging is that you should be respected off your skill set, not who you are, whether that's your gender, your sexual orientation, your ethnicity, your age, whatever it is. 
and it's just so it's so crap like i think the more people speak about it the better and everything is power in numbers and that's how radio silence that's how we work we always work that we want so many women and so many anyone that's different to for us all to speak out together because what are you going to cancel the whole industry are you going to cancel all of us because you really can't do that what are you going to cancel every woman in radio <laughs> like it's just not going to happen really so that's why we all have to speak out together and i've had so many women even post on twitter and be like yeah this happened to me someone was like yeah a presenter went on air and started to talk about my boobs and i've never spoken about it before and she tweeted that and before that no one would ever do that but because of we're all speaking out together and they're speaking out in response to a survey, which is complete proof that so many women feel this way. No one can argue that. Like, fire me if you want to, but let's see how this will go. And it like, it's going to look peak on you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I love this, mate. I love that. I love the energy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And it's really, really important. Like, um, I did a couple of workshops earlier this year for Radio Academy and it was about South Asian representation in radio. And every person we had talked to, like, let's say Neve from KISS, who's like the only Asian to break it through mainstream, there are no others, yeah? She was just like, yeah, when I tried to like progress in my career and I tried to go to like places like Radio One, I was told that I should go to Asian Network. And it's just like, whoa. And I have to be honest, like I've experienced a lot of that. Obviously I've worked for Radio One, but like it was lovely working with Radio One. They were actually really lovely. But there is this sort of thing of like, if you want to work in radio and you're brown, go to the Asian network. I think we could just say thank you next to telling all brown people that they need to work at the Asian network. There are other places where you can work if you're brown and you want to work in radio. Yeah. <laughs> um, Do you feel that way? Do you feel like you only you can only go to Capital Extra or One Extra? Yeah, well, this is the thing. Like, I did 100% feel that way. And in my head, growing up, I was constantly like, I'm specialist, I'm specialist, like, that's it, I'm specialist, I have to be on one extra, I have to be on Capital Extra, I have to be on Kids Fresh, and I would constantly, even, like, with the Student Radio Awards, I would put myself forward for, like, best specialist and best specialist only, whereas, why didn't I put myself forward for best female, like, do you know what I mean, like, I put myself forward for best interview, and I won that, and I wish that I'd done that, like, not only in the final year, but in my head, I thought the only award I could go for was Best Specialist, just because I play black music, but I do it in a daytime kind of way anyway, do you know what I mean? And then when I was selected to do the Radio 1 shows over the Christmas period, that was the first time ever. It was such a massive moment of reflection. So I was like, huh? And when I applied for it as well, I applied to do the One Extra Takeover. I didn't even apply to do daytime on radio one because i didn't even think about that in my head because i was just like no they only want me for one extra ever um so when i'd done it and i was just like oh my gosh they play a lot of the music that i love anyway because there's such a massive chart crossover at the moment which is brilliant and i'd done the show and i was like okay no i can do radio one i could do capital i could do kiss like i could do any of the main stations but it's just been drilled in my head for so long that if i like black music that means that I have to be on a black music station only. And that's and that's not the case because you could have someone that is a white presenter and absolutely loves dance music and that does a daytime show, do you know what I mean, on Radio 1. But it's just that they really like dance music, do you know what I mean? So, But we are pushed to think that. And now I want everyone to challenge those thoughts within themselves and challenge themselves and say, okay, if I'm a daytime presenter but I do like specialist music, I could still do daytime anywhere else, realistically. Do you know what I mean? So true. A hundred percent. Did you have something that you wanted to say thank you next to from week gone by? Yes. So I've got a new car, which I'm absolutely in love with. But before, my car before, do you know when you've had something for so long, so you begin not to care about it that much? So I didn't really think about other drivers on the road. Like I just didn't care for anyone. But now I've got my new car, yeah. Thank you next to any drivers that try park near me because I can't, like, in my chest, I'm like, get away from my car. So the point that I've started parking, oh my gosh, it's a really bad confession. I've started parking, like, in the middle of two parking spaces, like, so no one can go by my car. How can you do that? Don't you get fined? I mean, I haven't had to do it in somewhere that you pay parking. Like, uh... I've only, obviously, nowhere's open, so it's been, like, supermarket, like, car park so you park free there anyway so i just park in the middle what about deborah what about the last the last space and deborah can't get her kids lunch boxes mate she's gonna have to look for another space like my poor car but now i've become so observant to other people's drivings and my road rage has come from out of nowhere i was completely fine before but now i'm like get away from my car <laughs> 
I don't have a car, but I when I do get in a car, I do feel road rage a little bit. I I get in the there's something about being behind a wheel and having that control. Yeah, 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 yeah. And do you know what? And it's people that tailgate. I hate mm. tailgaters. Oh, and I hate now that. It's worse. What do you do when you have a tailgater? What's your driving style when you have a tailgater? Well, my mum always tells me to slow down, and before in the polo, I would slow down because it kind of forces them to be like, okay, no, I'm taking the bus. Let, let me like drop back a little bit. But now, again, in my new car, I've had a couple of tailgaters and I've just carried on driving at the normal speed because I'm too scared to slow down in case they're going yeah, to the speed. back of me. Oh, my God. I slow down and I'll just be like, come on then. If you want it, come back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I would be scared to come against you on the road rage. <laughs> oh, man. I have so many road rage stories, but we can't, we can't share them today because this is going to be too long. Thank you, next. So we're going to get into your relationship lessons. I'm actually so excited to hear what you've got to say because I know it's going to be entertaining. <laughs> so we're going to get to your first one. So one taught me. Stick things out. No one's ever said this on our podcast, ever. <laughs> Do you know what it is? I think our generation, we have, because of like apps and social media, it's so easy to replace people. Like we see everyone as so replaceable, whether that's friends, partners or whatever. We just think, oh yeah, thank you, next bye, I can go. Um... But that mentality is the reason why no one's actually, like, getting married. Like, no one's actually having kids. No one's actually, like, in long relationships. Because it's so easy to just go through a breakup and you're over it a week later because you're already on Tinder chatting to someone else. Wait, are you single? Me? It's complicated. But, yeah, do you know what it is with people? When people cheat or people do something wrong, again, it's so easy to say bye. But if you speak to, like, the older generation that have been together for bloody 50 years and this and that... If you actually listen to their stories, they've been through so much, like together as a relationship, they've been through so much, but it's so easy at every hurdle to be like, okay, bye, I'm going to go. But then you won't have any development within a relationship. And I feel like we all will end up just single for like the rest of our life, which is fine. But if you generally want a relationship, it's a lot of work and people don't want to put in the work anymore. So I would say to stick things out and just learn about people, learn why people make mistakes. I think that's an important thing as well. People make mistakes and you just look at the mistake, but you don't look at why they actually made the mistake. And it's the same with friendships, with family, with anything. It's important to try and, if you actually care about someone, to figure out why it's gone wrong, try and fix that. And obviously if you have the same issue three times again, then obviously no, Bunnit, forget that, jump on Tinder. <laughs> but if you might be able to actually make it work and then that's when it's special because you'll be even stronger after. When I hear people say stick things out, in my head, like as a bit of a stereotype, I'm just like, ugh, you're one of those people who watches first dates like I do a lot and uh, just watches too many fairy tales and I'm just like, oh my God, get in the real world. Because it just reminds me of like older generations who say that young people don't stick things out. But the way you articulated that makes so much sense because any relationship that you've got goes through so much stuff, so much learning, developing, you change in age, you grow older, you learn new things. You have to go through those changes, I guess. And that's how the relationship gets stronger and it gets better. But I've definitely been um, naughty and just... And just left it. Yeah, just, uh, <laughs> I'm a serial uh, sacker. Oh, no, you can't. I'm a serial stick things out of, right? But I overstay in that relationship. Like, I'll stick things out too long where it's detrimental yeah, yeah, to me. And I'll be killing myself in that relationship. So it's like, you've got to find that balance of being like, when is... Yeah, like, I think what you said, like, if it happens three times, then let it go. If it's the same mistake three times... Um, I think I literally let that person make the same mistake over yeah, and over yeah, yeah, and yeah, over and that. over. And I was like, we're still, we're working it out. We're in a relationship. <laughs> we're working it out. But yeah, I think it's, you've got to find a balance between both because bloody hell. Yeah. I tried to stick things out and like, it was, it got to the point where my parents were like, you need to get out of this relationship. And my parents are like from yeah, that yeah, stick yeah. it out generation. Yeah. When you know someone like that is saying it. Yeah. Then you got to go. <laughs> yeah. You got to go for sure. If we're talking like, imagine you got cheated on once, then twice. Three times would be hot, like soul destroying, man. I couldn't take that. I think the second time you're out, like with cheating, like I, I wouldn't really. To be honest, the f I wouldn't be able to take someone back after cheating. I don't think I could, to be honest. But this is the thing, though. Like I'm someone that believes when someone cheats, there's always a reason behind it. And I know you say like the third time, the third time will actually be the easiest. The first time will always be the worst. And obviously, by that point, like leave. By that point, definitely leave. But I think 
you should always talk things through and see whether you can get past it until they are actually just treating you like a dickhead and then you actually have to go. But it's the same with anything. Like, it's a skill set to be able to be determined and motivated to work through stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's resilience. Like, you need that in work. You need that in life. Do you know what I mean? And I see anyone that thinks that, okay, let's try and get a relationship. It's going to be happy. And if it's not, I'm going to go away. That's someone that lives in a fairy tale world because that's a fake world because you're never going to have a perfect relationship ever. Do you know what I mean? And it's not just cheating. It's anything. There's so many problems that can happen in a relationship and you have to try and work through them. And if you work through them and get out the other end, you'll be so much stronger together. Okay, cool. So Katie, what are you saying thank you next to? Running away at the first hurdle. Don't do that. Damn, damn. Don't do I feel it. Like that's me. It's me, but it's not me. But it is me. It's, but not, it's not you. Me. It's not you. I'm, just, I'm trying to be a better person. But I think, I think yeah. you're tempted. You're always tempted to run away. That is I'm you. Tempted. Like, yeah, I'm tempted. That's it. I'm a Pisces. So that, it's running away, hiding, reinventing myself. I like how you're using being a Pisces as an excuse. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Thank you. Next. All right. So, Katie, let's get on to your second lesson. So, one taught me. Speak to your colleagues at work. It is so important. Oh, okay. Listen, I don't know. Hadeep, are you a fan of that? Speaking to your colleagues? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Are you trying to be funny? <laughs> are you trying to be funny, huh? You dickhead. <laughs> Tell us what that's about, Kaylee. So, like, as I mentioned earlier, um, I do a lot about diversity and inclusion at work. Obviously, my work's radio. But in terms of everything, you need to speak to your colleagues and just let them know that you've got their back and that you're there for them and you're that ally with everything and I think going to work and this is something that we've realized now working from home a lot of us it's like going to work is a big part of your day like you're there for ages it takes a lot out of you so speak to your workmates check in on them be like whatever is anything going on for you if if anything is diverse about them ask them be like can I be a better ally like am I helping you do you feel comfortable at work and I think what's important to note is that for people to be included it's not just people at the top that can make that happen people from the bottom everyone needs to make everyone feel included um so yeah speak to your colleagues ask are you being are you helping them are you a good ally how are they can you support them better and just watch how appreciative people would be like imagine if you just felt so overloaded at work and someone just comes to you and say hey how's the workload is there anything I can do to just help you just make you feel a little bit better today you will feel so good like you'll feel good they will feel good and it's just important to have that environment at work um and even when you're working at home, you still need it. But again, the next few months, a lot of us are going into the office. So rebuild them foundations again, rebuild them relationships and just do whatever you can to make sure you and other people at work feel comfortable and happy. Do you have um, like a work wife or a work husband? Do you know what? No, but I've just got a lot of people that it's just vibes. Like I can chat to anyone at work and it's just vibes. And I work across so many different places as well. So it's important that you just have a good vibe with people. I've worked in places that I'm dreading going to work and it's a horrible feeling you're at work like probably more than you're at home like aside from sleeping obviously so you just want to feel comfortable you want to feel okay and imagine if everyone had this mindset like we'd all be thriving at work we'd be living our best life we'd feel good do you know what I mean definitely I wanted to ask you if there are any examples of a time where you were heard and listened to and that made you feel better after the radio silence when we first put out the the first one about diversity is in um, people of color on air and behind the scenes I was so scared to like post it I was absolutely terrified and I sent an email to my bosses at Bauer and was like look like working on this project it's going out like Bauer's included in it and obviously I'm scared but I'm doing it so <laughs> if it means deuces and deuces like that kind of thing and they was just like no like we completely love it we'll repost it like we're completely behind you and then I had meetings that it was literally my bosses just being like just speak to us like what is the problem how can we fix it and they just listened and I think what's important is that people need to learn to listen to listen not listen to respond and if you're actually listening to listen then you'll take things in properly and you'll understand where the person's coming from and to just have someone say okay but what can we do to help you what can we do to help other people how can we be better allies like what can we do and to have that from a boss was just so supportive and so much better and 
I would say for any company, if you can support your employees, they will do better work for you. So it's a win-win situation for everyone. No, it's true. It's true. But I think, I, you know what? It's good that you've had such a positive experience because I think like, I don't know, not everyone has that. And and I haven't. And I think it's just been that thing where I, I've had to like step away and stuff from places just because I'm like, I'm, I'm clearly not being given a shit about here. And it doesn't matter like what I'm trying to do and what I'm trying to say. So you've got to just go out and make a mark. So I don't know, man. I, f- I feel like, yeah, like obviously you're doing a lot and, you know, things are changing, but I still think like there's there's so much work to do and like there's so many people to be educated and like people need to be held accountable for shit they say, shit they let get people get away with and stuff. And um, some organisations are just way worse than others, man. <laughs> like... Oh no, definitely. Like some are so much worse. And this is the thing that we need to change our mindset. If you have to step away from a company because they are toxic, then step away, especially because now people actually have to hit quotas. So if it's a thing that people that are from diverse backgrounds are constantly leaving, then that's just gonna be bad on them. They have to step up. So if everyone has that mindset, I'm not comfortable, I'm gonna report why I'm not comfortable. And if things don't change, I am going to leave. And then a year later, they've realized so many people from diverse backgrounds have left. They have to change things like it's no longer the case that they can't they have to so i know it's scary and we're in a pandemic it's scary to walk away from work but we have to change that mindset like we as humans we're not replaceable yeah different people can do a job but we're not replaceable as human beings so just have that mindset have the energy feel confident within yourself know your worth and when you know your worth yeah you will move reckless. Like, like, I don't give a fuck no more. I am reckless. I'll speak on what I think and that's it. But it's because I'm confident within who I am now and you don't want me to work at your workplace. Juices, I'll go elsewhere. Like, Man, I love that. I love that. And it must have been scary because I had friends as well who I think were posting some of your stuff and they were like, I'm, I was scared because this is also the company I work for. It's a dangerous place to be in when you... Dangerous, but obviously reality for a lot of us where it's like fear of saying things for the person who's literally paying you. And yeah, we're in a pandemic. So it makes it a bit of a tricky sitch. It's scary. But this is the thing with what we do. That's why we always put out a research project first because no company can argue with statistics. You can't argue with how people feel. If we was just doing a podcast where people just come on and just chat loads of shit about how they, not shit, but they just chat about how they feel and they're running companies down. And that's one thing. But if we're literally showing you statistics, then you can't argue with that. Like, if you want to argue, argue with yourself and change the problem. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember um, one place I worked for, they did a survey for all of the people who were of diverse backgrounds and they just kind of wanted to look into how happy they were at work and how they felt they were being treated. And the results were pretty much 98% negative but I still haven't heard back from that company about what they're doing to change that. And obviously the the thing is, is like, I know you mean like it's people should leave and I left, but I know so many people, Kaylee, who are just like, they're not going to leave because they want the work. Our industry's kind of unstable. You know, you're always easily re- replaceable. Like people think you are anyway. Like it's just like, you know, it's a tricky situation where like, I think a lot of people know that they're not doing right by certain people, but they, it's like, they still don't understand like what to do to make it better. But then have these conversations though, like, like only we know what would make us feel more comfortable. So like, and find out whether companies do have unions, whether companies do have like DNI steering groups or anything like that. There's so many things within power that I didn't even know exist that I'm now on the board on to fight for change within the company. So it's like, find out whether your company has any of these kind of things, these diversity and inclusion groups, or again, unions or anything like that, or HR, like, and speak to them because you're not only now saying what the problem is, you're offering a solution and no one can argue with that and what's so important is that companies now will see you as so much value because you're helping them improve as a company so not only can you do your job within radio and you're absolutely brilliant and smashing that you're actually helping them progress as a company on something that the whole world is talking about which is diversity and inclusion so now I know that my stance in Bawa stands for so much more than just being a producer on the Magic Breakfast show, I am part of them changing and being a more diverse company, which is, is which is so valuable. 
So have that energy, look into your company, speak up, have these conversations. Don't even be scared to talk to your boss. Email your bosses and be like, look, this is a problem I'm facing. A lot of people are facing it as well. Can we have a chat and just try to come up with some solutions? What can we do? What changes can we make? And to be honest, people will want to listen, but you have to just have that first step. And no, we shouldn't have to. Yes, it is scary. But once you do it, you might actually be positively like shocked. You might be like, oh, actually... This was all right. And also it will make your presence known even more than before. So it's so easy for us to fade into the background and feel like we have to fade away so we don't make it obvious that we're different. But no, make your presence known. Know that I'm in this company and I want better for us. So let's do it. Hmm. This is interesting because I actually wrote an email out and just had it in my drafts. And I was like, nah, nah, I don't want to cause, I don't want to cause anything. And I just kept rewriting it and kept deleting it and it's deleted at the minute and I'm just like oh just forget about it it's fine it's okay no like have it written out and always end it with I would love to discuss with you how we can make things better you're not just there now like you're not a problem you're actually a problem solver at this point yeah yeah that's what it is not wanting to come across as a problem is why I deleted my draft so many times (laughs) <laughs> I actually oh, I've just remembered something that happened and it, it was like um I remember walking into the office one day and obviously it was a very white office and my boss was like oh you look very Indian today <laughs> what, what did you do were you wearing a uh <laughs> no guys I was ca- just dressed ca- like you know how like today I've got like just a music t-shirt on like whatever so I was just dressed normal <laughs> no I was just dressed normal what are ponchos Indian mate what no, am I ugly Betty <laughs> um no and it was just like I just looked at her and I went oh and I didn't even have to wear a bindi I didn't know what to say I was like oh, okay and then my mates were all on like G chat and stuff. And they were like, are you all right? Maybe you had a bit of a tan. Oh, shut up, man. But um, it was just nice having them just check in on me immediately and be yeah, like, are yeah. you okay? Um, and, but it was also really interesting because had they not have done that, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. Like I was a bit, it did make me feel uncomfortable, but I was like, I just gave her a quick, quick re- reply, sat down at my desk and then they were all messaging me. And I was like, oh, this is slightly racial. Like, yeah. Just... yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, it's, it's interesting because I think when people do that, that's, that also highlights it to you. Like, because sometimes we're so conditioned to take it. Yeah. Oh, it's so fucked up. Pro- it is. It's really messed up. Uh, so what are you saying thank you next to? I'm saying thank you next to companies and people that don't want change. So anyone that's not willing to fight for change, I'm not interested in. You will be left behind because as a world, we are changing. So it's either you change with us or you get left behind. It's up to you, hon. Thanks, but uh, next. So we're going to get into your final lesson. Okay, cool. So one taught me. Check in on your family. The reason why I say that is so interesting. I was working on a project called House Rules, which is like funded by the audio content in audio fund or whatever it was yeah so working on that and it was a project that's going out on loads of different community stations across the whole country and we had a chat about young mums and how young mums are coping in the pandemic and it made me think and go oh my gosh I've got a cousin whose child is literally just turning two she's raising this child for the past year in the pandemic and I haven't even checked in on her in over a year what am I doing why have I not messaged her and just said are you okay? How are you coping? And it made me really think. So I messaged her, checked in with FaceTime, like constantly all the time. And we're so close, but I just haven't checked in on her about how she's actually doing. So I think it's important for us to check in on our family members. Like obviously the ones you live with, cool. But even like your young cousins as well, like how are they? Are they struggling with the fact they haven't been at school and suddenly now they're back? Like, so sometimes it's nice to be able to have someone checking on you that you don't actually live with as well. And that's a little bit further away. So check in on your family members that you maybe don't live with. Like I've tried to say every other day, I'm just going to message someone that is my family member or friend and just say, hey how are you and no they're probably not going to go into paragraphs about how they actually are but they just know someone cares and someone actually wants to know how they are they're not messaging you just for a purpose to ask you to do something they actually want to know how you are and it takes two seconds out of your day to just message someone and say hey babe how are you i think about my little cousins of like one's in year 13 and the other one's in uni these are massive points in your life where so many things are changing i've had a friend give birth during the like pandemic and you know, we've not seen each other really, not really been talking. And maybe the one, I think we've had like one or two FaceTimes, you know, 
so many everyone is going through so so much and so many different things and yeah like you said I like that little habit new habit every you know every other day that's that's really good because it's like achievable you know and easy and it's so nice to know that people are checking in with you and care about you want to know how you are exactly it's such a nice feeling when people do that so just do it and though it sounds like something that you think oh yeah I do that but if you actually sit back and think when was the last time I did actually message someone just to ask if they're okay like and touch wood right if something happened to one of your family members you'd literally be like oh my gosh why didn't I message them why didn't I check in how did no one know and the reason why no one knows because no one actually took time out to just ask if they're okay do you know what I mean? So just just message, like, if you can set up Zooms to do on the weekend or whatever, then do that. But if you haven't got the time, again, it's as simple as just a message. Or if you're on the train somewhere, like, if you are going shopping or you're in the car and you've got a 15 minutes journey, then just call someone rather than just listening to music. Just quickly call someone and say, hi, just call in, checking on you. How are you? I've literally got a 15-minute drive. Let's just quickly have a chat and just see how things are. And then by the time you're at Tesco, you do your shop, you come home and that's done and you might have just made someone's day so much better. There is someone that you love and care about. We're not talking about random people. It's your family members and your friends. Raj, have you done any of this? I was just going to say that actually, like I moved back in with my parents, right? And I talk to my mum a lot. I have one-on-ones with my mum a lot and we talk about a lot of stuff and whatever, right? But my me and my dad, like I barely talk to him and... It's something that I know, I'm I'm aware that my dad struggles with his mental health a bit. He's not, yeah, because we've obviously been raised in this generation where we all know about it. They didn't know about it. So I'm very aware that like I can see patterns in his behavior and I'm like, okay, he. I think he's low-key, like a little bit depressed, right? And I think he has been for a long time. But um, it's just that thing of like, you know, because we're at home, you tend to take on more work. Our work hours aren't prescribed to us. I work all the time and sometimes I'll like, work out in the morning, have a couple of hours to myself to do whatever. And then I'll work till very late at night. So I don't really have time to sit down with anyone and have chats with them. And I don't talk to my dad enough. And it's something that I always, it's, it's always in the back of my head that I'm kicking myself about. And I'm always like, I need to work on that. I need to work on that. But I haven't. But now that we've had this little chat, like the first thing that came to my head was ding, 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 your dad, homie. Like, so yeah, I need to really figure out a way of like where I can sit with him and chat to him and just be like, are you all right? How are you dealing with the pandemic? Like your business is shut, like, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And the only conversations we have is when I'm telling him off about leaving the toilet seat up and things like that. So <laughs> I wonder if this is like, a, if other women have this same thing. I, I kind of struggle with my relationship with my dad. It's, it's not easy. It's not like flowing like it is with other members of my family or friends. You know, it's not. Yeah. I did see this really nice video actually the other day about this girl who says that her dad has become her best friend during lockdown. And I was like, this Asian girl, young Asian girl. And I was like, that's so sweet. But I don't know, sometimes it is what it is. And like when we, we've talked before about like love languages and if they're different and it's hard to connect and understand, I don't know, depending on what the relationship is, I guess. It was good in lockdown one. In lockdown one, because we were all at home and we were all just just starting to learn how to deal with it. We had it formed these bad habits of like overworking or whatever. I would take him for walks and stuff and have one-on-one time with him. And when I was doing that, he was telling me all these stories about his childhood and how he had this job assisting the milkman and the milkman was racist to him. And, you know, all these things I just didn't know about that my dad even did. So I know fully well, it's, it's not that it's a weird relationship. It's just that I don't pay the same attention to him as I do to my mum. And I... I don't know why that is. But it could just be, like, this is what I was going to say. People seem to think that relationships just happen naturally. And that's with people that you can choose to have a relationship with. But with your family, it's not a choice. It's just something, it's just happened. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, the business happened and now you're here. Do you know what I mean? Like, you didn't choose to have that friendship or that relationship with your family. So it's something that you do actually have to work on. Some people you'll naturally click with in your family and some people you won't. So it's something that you build up and you build and you have these conversations. And yeah, we do have bad habits now of just working all the time. I'm the worst for it. I get up literally from morning till night and I just work and I just work and I just work but we actually have to make a conscious effort to not work so now I'm just like okay no the last three hours of my day I need to just not work I need to watch tv and relax like and it's harder to do than you actually think like because you want to just get stuff done. it's so hard but if you can just say do you know what realistically if I took 30 minutes out of my day to just chat to my dad like 
why is it it's literally only 30 minutes but you actually have to consciously do that because your mind is so like i've got to get stuff done i've got to get stuff done so consciously even if you have to put it in a to-do list put it in the to-do list and say i have to do this i have to chat to my dad for 30 minutes and just see how it goes 100 percent. that's normally when you're on a video call to me to be fair i'm always like i can't i'm working i can't talk to you right now i'm doing work girl shit when you're with your family though and you're working that it's like a different you have to be like oh you have to actually tell that you make a big announcement okay it's work time i'm working i'm not available yes yeah you do but when does that work time stop though that's the thing like if you're doing that 24 7 then it's kind of like okay but then when when is family time you have to pull it into your schedule because we're not going out usually you'll naturally be like oh i'm just gonna work get everything done because i'm going for food at seven or like do you know what i mean so have that mindset of okay i'm having dinner at seven with my family or with this person or i'm gonna have a phone call with this person at this time because usually yeah we would be going out so we we didn't have to plan it because we'll just already be planning to do something anyway yeah okay cool so what are you saying thank you next to thank you next to being unaware of people's problems and their issues within your family your friendship your circle as a whole so check in on people and just make sure they're okay and the return will be brilliant as well because of surely they'll also check in on you and you don't know when you'll need it hey that's fucking beautiful everything you're saying today pure beauty (laughs) we love that we love that so if people want to know more about you where can they follow where can they follow all of your activism? So you can check me out on the socials. Instagram's at Kaylee Golden. Twitter's at Kaylee Golden underscore. Everything is on there. Like my whole life is on there. You're scrolling. You'll feel like you know me as a person. So just have fun scrolling. <laughs> Aww. Thank you, man. Thanks for coming on and giving us your time. And we loved your lessons because a lot of the time romantic ones are juicy. So that it always goes down that line. But I like that we had a nice range, you know, bit of colleagues bit of family yeah and do you know what all of my advice is based around just talking to people like it really is but communication is so important it's literally key just chatting so much happens from just talking to people as a whole yeah no you're right and i think you might have inspired me to write an email or two oh i so hope you do do it i hope you feel empowered as well like you can do it Thank you so much for listening to this episode of thank you next if you need some dating advice or if you know someone who's got a belly burnt fetish anything if you, if you know if you just want to talk to us about anything you know what it is email us dm us email us at hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com or dm us on the socials where thank you next pod everywhere everywhere on the social media every social media platform that exists we are thank you next pod make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss another episode of the podcast because imagine yeah you're going around your week and we've dropped an episode and you don't even know like an idiot like a dickhead like some dickhead you don't even know <laughs> episodes do drop on thursday though if you want to know and you can subscribe very easily on acast spotify apple or whatever you listen to your podcast you little dickhead i'm joking i'm joking sorry i love you do you want to insult anyone else while you're here dude <laughs> <laughs> uh, no do you come on tell tell me one more person you want to insult this week who's pissed you off this week apart from me nobody nobody oh come on Holly, that's a boring answer boring uh, probably a lot of people in sainsbury's there's too many people in sainsbury's on friday there was a lot of people in there oh man all right hardy is spilling no tea today that's fine maybe she'll spill some next week make sure you come back to find out i do spill a lot of tea if you go if you go on our socials by the way as we just said at thank you next pod we do have lots of tea spillage and also on our previous is this episode 13 this is episode 14 14 episode 14 mate we've got 14 episodes of tea yeah right go have a look at them so we'll be back next week with more shit we're saying thank you next to you what are you gonna do now hardy i am gonna wait for sit and wait for you to read my cards because i'm excited you know what i'm gonna do you are going to go for another poo i'm brewing for a pooing again no you know like usher is like let it burn i'm like let it brew let it brew gotta let it brew All right, I'll see you later, Raj. I'll message you after I've done this poo. See you next week, babies. See you next week. Thanks for... uh, Next.